is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging Respiratory virus threats, nerve tag, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public. Um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I to say, I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
you're eating that all line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Another stream. I could say I've done two in one day, but it's 2am here and, well, yeah, the science never stops. And I think this is uh, an important juncture we're starting to get, uh, how should we say, um, a more fine, detailed, granular picture of epitopes of concern and the latest uh, Nystrom paper is one that we should uh, take a look at. I mean, I, I'm getting snowed under, I'm trying desperately to get to endogenous retroviruses and of course their interactions with uh, spike protein, etc. and prions, but this, this paper will uh, certainly lay the groundwork for that. And earlier when I was just giving a, a brief overview of this paper with the at the beginning of the stream with Simon um, what came up but uh, pseudomonious arachnosia and it's been playing on my uh, mind during the day and um, it is it is of actual importance because it may may have links to the origins or the engineering that went into SARS-CoV-2 and so the more the more that we understand the engineering the more uh, we're able to take appropriate actions whether that be uh, yeah, looking after oneself or making sure we bring the hammer down on these scumbags that did this so 
Let us let us uh, dive in. So, I, you know what? I do have a little bit of geopolitics. Let me just we'll do this first and uh, bring up this uh, rather fantastic meme by Good Doggy. The coon is strong with this one. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I like to think so. The, the great coon in the sky is guiding me. Um, Let's do this, of course, if you wanted in here. That's me, real scientist, real metrics and shit. You can go check it out. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm legit as they come. But the most important thing, please uh, go to mccandojo.com and there you can support the stream, find out uh, where you can get in touch with me, where you can watch me. And, uh, of course, that big blue button where you can use your usury cards and gay power accounts, or you can Patreon, buy me a coffee, subscribe to our cryptocurrencies. Uh, you can, of course, join the Discord or Gilded uh, community. And are we not... Uh, maybe I'll refresh the page. But you can, you can watch the stream on that page. No one's going to grab your data. You don't have to go through big tech's servers and register to be notified. Please, please, please. Um, we've had shots across the bow in the last week and things, uh, I imagine, coming into the winter months may get a little hairy. Who knows? Maybe they're just, uh, say, <laughs> they're fucking with you, saying they're going to bring masks back, etc. More uh, vaccines just to, just to up the anxiety. Um, let's see... Oh, who's in the chat? Iron Horsey, Chris, good to see you. Centripede, Andy, Daffy Free TA. Hope you're all well. Uh, sorry if I've missed anyone. And we will um, oh, let's do this real quick. Get the get the chat working on WTYL. I do forget that. Um, just in case anyone is using. Our streaming platform, that's right, folks. You can go there and uh, you can watch the stream. Uh, lots of other stuff to watch as well. Um, I put a little, uh, I don't know, documentary, uh, old one. Um, Bergel sent it to me. The Nuclear Battlefield, um, just taking a look at uh, ah, when I were a lad and uh, Europe was preparing itself for nuclear annihilation. Quite interesting documentary let me just test this and um that didn't work did it why 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 oh well who cares all right uh let us dive into oh no i was going to do a little bit of geopolitics i saw this as i was getting ready um things are going so well in ukraine that uh the process of total mobilization and lowering the bar of fitness for military service in ukraine is gaining momentum According to the new order of the Ministry of Defense, draftees with these diseases will be considered fit for service. Clinically cured tuberculosis, viral hepatitis with minor dysfunction, asymptomatic HIV, diseases of the endocrine system with minor dysfunctions, mild short-term painful manifestations of mental disorders, Neurotic, stress-related and somatoform disorders, phobic anxiety, obsessive-compulsive uh, 
adaptive somatoform and other neurotic disorders, neurasthenia, reactions to severe stress with moderate short-term manifestations. Slowly progressive diseases of the central nervous system, episodic and uh, paroxysmal, paroxysmal disorders. <laughs> Holy shit, talk about scraping the barrel, man. Um, not sure what to say to that. <laughs> I guess if you've got HIV, stop taking your prep. But uh, yeah, um, not looking good. Not looking good. All right, so get in, let's get into the bio warfare. So I did the. I'll read it through from the beginning again and um, try to try to frame the importance of what these findings are. Okay, so um, pay attention, folks, and hopefully, because it's so late, I'm going to try and make this relatively quick stream. But if I can get this paper done and dusted, that would be great. So um, SARS-CoV-2 spike amyloid fibrils specifically and selectively accelerate amyloid fibril formation of human prion protein and the amyloid beta peptide. So as we know, SARS-CoV-2 is associated with a number of neurodegenerative disorders, Alzheimer's, Creutzfeldt, Parkinson's, you missed that one. Both these diseases and several other neurodegenerative disorders are caused by conversion of human proteins into a misfolded, aggregated amyloid fibril state. The fibril formation process is self-perpetuating by seeded conversion from preformed fibril seeds. We recently described a plausible mechanism for amyloid fibril formation of SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. Spike protein formed amyloid fibrils upon cleavage by neutrophil elastase, abundant in the inflammatory response to COVID-19 infection. We here provide evidence of significant spike amyloid fibril seeded acceleration of amyloid formation of CJD-associated human prion protein using an in vitro conversion assay by seeding human prion protein conversion assay with other in vitro generated disease associated amyloid fibrils. We demonstrate that this is not a general effect, but a specific feature of spike amyloid fibrils. We also showed that the amyloid fibril formation of Alzheimer dementia associated amyloid beta 1 to 42 was accelerated by spike amyloid fibril seeds. Of seven different 20 amino acid long peptides, spike 532 to 551 was most efficient in seeding human prion protein, and spike 601 to 620 was most effective in seeding amyloid beta 1 to 42, suggesting substrate dependent selectivity of the cross seeding activity. Albeit purely in vitro, yada yada yada, there, um, there are limitations, we understand this. But um, again, if there is this selectivity for each one of these critical uh, amyloid like or, or prion like proteins, this raises alarm bells in my mind, particularly as they are unique sequences to SARS-CoV-2. Um, you know, a generalizable 
amyloidosis, for example. It's, uh, I don't know, the systemic, the systemic amyloid or the one associated with um, uh, diabetes, etc. And, and th that's all they impacted. Well, you know, that, that could just be the luck of the draw with um, the protein structure. But to see two, you know, significant sequences, 20 amino acids, having specificity for each of these critical, critical central nervous system disease pathways should raise red flags in my view um the the fact that people aren't jumping up and down and uh making a fuss just means that they they literally don't understand what it is that we're looking at hey this fire of chemical We salute that man because uh, Chemical Alley has nothing, nothing on the bioweaponeers that uh, slipped this uh, or these sequences into uh, into SARS. And again, um, there's also SARS-CoV-2 specific sequences for alpha synuclein. Um, just, uh, Did you guys? This one, right? Uh, SARS CoV 2 spike protein fragment eases amyloid amyloidogenesis of alpha synuclein, uh, Chesney et al. And, um, what do they say in here? The correlation between COVID-19 and the onset of Parkinson's disease led to the idea that amyloidog amyloidogenic segments in SARS-CoV-2 proteins can induce aggregation of alpha-synuclein using molecular dynamics simulations. We show that the fragment FKNIDGYFKI of the spike protein, which is unique for SARS-CoV-2, preferentially targets alpha-synuclein. Um, that's free. Three different attack vectors unique to SARS-CoV-2. They are not there in other um, coronaviruses. And I've been... If, if anyone has a link to um, the a blast sequence of Omicron, I've been, um, I've been searching and um all i seem to be able to find is um everything goes back to the uh, the og wuhan strain and i want to see if the newer variants of concern contain the same segments be be interesting to know um because you know it's it's not as active in those regions and it loses that specificity 
I would again argue that at that point more to a weapon and a weapon that was amplified by gene transfection of these OG spike sequences. Um, let's see. Um, you need an A10 atom mini. Meh. Maybe. Look, man. Um, it's complicated enough to run these streams, and I'm. I tell Simon, man, I've got PTSD from just trying to plug and make everything work together. It's like trying to set rigs up for electrophysiology, and I, I'm old and I don't want to do that shit anymore. 20, 30 years ago, I'd have been all uh, gung-ho for it and uh, looking to play with uh, all the latest tools, but ah, I've spent enough time. Uh, we didn't even have uh, HDMI when I started doing this thing. We had, uh, you know, one of the, those RCA jacks and BNC cables and crap like that and software that didn't work. Um, so if anyone can find um, a entry uh, for, I did have it, yeah, something like this, um, where we can see the amino acid sequence of Omicron, any Omicron. I'm just interested. I'm curious. Um, like I say, I was taking a look and I couldn't I couldn't easily extract one um, from the databases. So if someone has a link to Omicron, I, would, I just want to see if these um, if they're still present. Um, it would be uh, interesting dimension. Um, what you do is more than enough. Don't go bonkers on the latest kit. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm done with kit. It works, and I get very, very, as Simon, I get very, very stressed when things don't work. And um, <laughs> it's not a bad quality stream. Like, I know that there are better out there, but it's the content that makes this one special. Uh, let's see. Doc wants to be able to throw a big Frankenstein switch on his desk and just stream. Yes. Yes, that would be nice because, again, because of the you know i can't just go on youtube and uh hit the live stream button right the um should we say i'm marked marked for death on uh on youtube all right let's get back to the paper and read the paper and then i'm going to um look at yeah, where did you go this one this one Why won't that go away? Ah, okay. um, SARS-CoV-2 spike found in bacteria samples taken from China 2019. And I remember this coming out um, a few months back. And... Well, I'll read the, I'll read the article after I've read the paper and... Um, I would put forward the premise that this, if if these samples are unique, and when we do a blast search for um, these sequences, 
and that pseudomonas comes up. Now, you can go and try and follow the, um, the entry, and the, it's been withdrawn. The entry has been withdrawn. You can still find the record of it, right? So if you go to... Uh, yeah, um, link in the tab. Um, record suppressed. So, um, <laughs> very, very suspicious, right? Where in this type of environment, we should be looking at these types of uh, little quirks in the data and uh, asking who would be doing such a thing? What would they be trying to hide? And that's what the uh, second part of this stream will be about. Um, let's see, sequencing and mutations analysis of the first recorded SARS-CoV-2 variant wave. Yeah, um, you'll get papers. I want the, um, want the amino acid sequence of the thing. I can find plenty of uh, papers that will describe it, but it'll just be, it won't give me that, uh, that table. Or, or just the, yeah. Yeah, you'll just get this and the, the changes. I want the amino acid sequence, so it doesn't have it. Now, maybe maybe it has a link to an accession number on uh, NIH databases, but um, till then, I've drawn a blank. So uh, let's get into the paper. So amyloids and viruses are each notorious for their detrimental effect on human health. Mm, imagine that. There are also many ways in which crosstalk between these two disease-causing entities resulting in increasing risk of harm to the host. Several neurodegenerative diseases are intimately related to misfolding and amyloid formation of endogenous, endogenously expressed proteins. However, research to date failed to describe why some, but not others, fall victim to these diseases. It's a very, very good point. Why, why, do, why do some cohorts develop Alzheimer's? Some cohorts develop, um, I don't know, cancer, right? It's, it's one of those medical mysteries we haven't quite uh, worked out. In a retrospective study of 800,000 individuals from biobanks in Finland and the UK, it was evident that infection from some of our most common viruses, influenza and herpes zoster, was connected to an increased risk of some of the most common neurodegenerative disorders, such as Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease. And look, in the lazy days prior to the pandemic and my current state of understanding and the conferences I'd attended and the manuscripts I've read and the posters I've looked at. Herpes was the legit, well, I say the legit, um, it was the, everyone thought herpes because it, it it's there in the nervous system all the time and they know that it had sort of these amyloidogenic um, 
peptides and processes. Um, Post-pandemic, we've had to uh, take a very, very long, hard look at other agents. And of course, you know, that much of that is SARS. But um, I myself have had to change direction somewhat as, um, you know, I... I cared less about these causal mechanisms. My role was to try to understand model systems where, you know, you can find something like what they're going to do in a um, Petri dish, but it's difficult to translate that to uh, a experimental model and have it develop the symptoms that, the clinicians and neurologists are reporting. There's, there's difficulties in the translation to each stage. The neurological manifestations of COVID-19, both in the acute phase and as long-term sequelae of SARS-CoV-2 infection, have been widely observed and described during COVID-19 pandemic. The dominating explanation for this is neuroinflammation. Neuroinflammation is a common denominator of neurodegenerative disease. The specific roles of neuroinflammation in prion disease was recently reviewed. Neurodegenerative diseases are specifically associated with the misfolding and amyloid formation of intracerebral proteins. Alzheimer's disease is linked to the formation of extracellular amyloid plaques with amyloid beta peptide as the main constituent and intracellular neurofibrillary tangles composed of tau protein. Prion diseases are caused by the misfolding and aggregation of the prion protein that is abundant on the extracellular surface of all neuronal cells in mammals. Although each distinct disease is associated with its own set of misfolded proteins, more and more evidence is pointing towards the possibility of cross-seeding. That is, the amyloids formed of one type of protein can induce amyloid formation of another protein. A, a critical, critical um, concept to grasp as we try to figure out what it is that they've done or, or tried to do. Now, you know, I think the... Um, How would you say? There's a a fixation, I guess, um, in any science where you will have someone who spent... People spend a lifetime looking at, for example, alpha-synuclein was the big one in uh, my domain. And they would have every, well, every justified reason to, to think that that's, uh, th they've figured out the pathway and um, that should be their focus. And this idea that you, you can get this crossover as these peptides are interacting in the intracellular environment and kick off and cause different amyloidogenic or prion-like cascades within the cell is a relatively new um, idea. And it makes the 
it makes the job of predicting and making test platforms that much more difficult because you know you have this issue of you have idiopathic parkinson's alzheimer's etc we don't really know what caused or kicked it off so um but but it may be that uh, those weaponeers were able to figure this out and again i'm just very very skeptical that you would find free selective peptide sequences spaced on one spike protein that can target all three of these um, these pathways, these critical pathways to neurodegeneration. And it seems that potentially they have this ability to cross over, and I suppose that depends on the, um, the unique makeup of the individual that um, comes into contact with it. And does it mean everyone that comes into contact with it is going to um, succumb? No, I, I don't think so. I hope not. Um, but, you know, this is... In the public domain, this is right at the cutting edge, I would say. Uh, hello, Rooster Nuggets. <laughs> uh, good morning to you too, sir. Let's see. China is just the new planned empire enforcement arm and industrial stronghold monkeys, just like the U US and UK were before them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, you know, that's the turning of the tides etc and this is the world that the the predator class are, are setting up you know i've spoken often about the well it wasn't true for china but how we didn't have lockdowns here right in in the east it, it didn't look like the madness that you had in western five eyes like countries maybe you know japan is a is as past the civilization test for the uh the the new world that's coming i don't know i don't know there's lots of there's lots of strange things are happening uh... <laughs> oh rooster what can i say um just uh if we're going to be doing nigga, 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 nigga. leave it to me and not in the chat bro otherwise i'll have to put you on mute because i'm looking at it and i'm laughing and it's breaking my concentration um several sars-cov-2 proteins are known to form amyloid the proteins translated from viral open reading frames are often intrinsically disordered and or fold only in the context of the viral particle sars-cov-2 orf6 and orf10 are amyloidogenic well actually in some studies they're all amyloidogenic just some more than others and the resulting amyloids exhibit neurotoxic properties on cultured cells Nuclear capsid proteins are crucial for the assembly of viral particles. These proteins contain low complexity domains that are important for the self-assembly of the virus particle, but the complementarity between adjacent polypeptide chains can also promote the formation of amyloid structure. The low complexity domain of SARS-CoV-2 NCAP forms amyloid in vitro, and this amyloid was recently suggested as a drug candidate for treatment of COVID-19. Um, 
I have to parse that sentence again. The low complexity domain of the N cap nuclear capsid forms amyloid in vitro, and this amyloid was recently suggested as a drug candidate for treatment of COVID nineteen. What they're gonna they're gonna give you amyloid as a treatment? Surely no, that they don't mean that. I'd have to check that. That doesn't make much sense. Um some some anti amyloid as a target there. And let us not forget that we've been looking at papers which uh point to the nuclear capsid um protein as binding to C D one forty seven causing a form of acquired immune deficiency syndrome and the ability to uh, maintain chronic infections. Um, uh, let's see, Ibernian Blankowog says, oh, that PM assass assassination last year in Japan points to a domestic political stronghold that isn't global, or at least wasn't. Um, yeah, just commit the armed robbery next time, Rooster. Thank you. Um, all right, so... Do, 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 where was I? Um, so we talked about ORF6 and ORF10, nuclear capsid protein, and seeding you with amyloids as treatment. I, I'm sure... I'm presuming they mean something else than what they've written there. It's not written very well. The SARS-CoV-2 spike protein forms amyloid when cleaved by neutrophil elastase. Elastase is abundant uh, in COVID-induced inflammation. Amyloid derived from SARS-CoV-2 spike protein has the potential to hamper fibrinolysis of seeded fibrin and hence might be one explanation for microclot formation in severe and long COVID-19. So COVID or long COVID becomes a prion disorder as i've been saying right from the beginning data from brogna and colleagues demonstrate that spike protein produced in the host as response to mrna vaccine as deduced by specific amino acid substitutions persists in blood samples from 50 percent of vaccinated individuals for between six oh they're talking about the italian study here uh, 67 and 187 days m after mrna vaccination such prolonged spike protein exposure has previously been hypothesized to stem from residual virus reservoirs but evidently this can occur also as a consequence of mrna vaccination Nice, the Nystrom group are doing really well in pointing the finger at gene transfection and the risks of it. I really, I really, really like this, the science that they do. I'm very, uh, very, very impressed. Um, other viruses from different families comprise amyloidogenic proteins. As an example, several proteins of influenza A causing seasonal flu are known to be amyloidogenic. Recombinant expressed PB1F2 protein forms amyloid in vitro and in experimentally infected cells. Influenza A non-structured protein 1 can also form amyloid in vitro. Influenza A infection has been shown to induce protein misfolding of PRP. 
During the past three years, several case reports of Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease manifestation in parallel with COVID-19 infection and vaccination have been published. Recently, it was suggested by Stefano Atal that the conversion of PRP to PRPSC and the subsequent mitochondrial dysfunction should be considered when addressing the etiology of long COVID. Although Alzheimer's disease is a very slowly progressing disease, there are already indications that suggest a connection between COVID-19 infection and downstream risk of Alzheimer's disease. Brain atrophy was prevalent in patients infected post-COVID-19 for early strains. Amyloid beta aggregates were found post-mortem in brains of young COVID-19 infected patients. COVID-19 imposed 1.69 increased risk for new diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease within 360 days uh, in the plus 65 years age bracket. A recent study, a recent in vitro study showed augmented amyloid beta-142 fibril formation induced by preformed seeds from SARS-CoV-2 spike protein peptide 1058 to 1068. We herein follow up the concept of cross-seeding of neurodegenerative proteins with SARS-CoV-2 spike amyloid fibrils. Cross-seeding is a testable hypothesis, and we addressed it in our well-established in vitro seeding assays by cross-seeding of human protein and amyloid beta-142 peptide with seven different amyloid fibrils from peptides of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. Um, results. So we aim to determine if amyloids derived from the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein could provoke a faster fibril formation of the human prion protein and human amyloid beta peptide respectively. Hence, we added preformed fibrils of seven different 20 amino acid long peptides derived from amyloidogenic sequences from SARS-CoV-2 spike protein Wuhan strain from here on called spike seeds with the number corresponding to the initial amino acid sequence in the spike protein. See, they're talking about the OG strain and I, I need someone to find me the nucleotide sequence, the amino acid sequence of um, the latest Omicron, doesn't matter. Let's see if these are still there. Mr. Nuggets says, uh, at least you're not racist. Um, good on you, sir. You conform to the uh, woke, woke globo homo transhumanist agenda. All right. Um, let's see. Seeding of HUPRP. Human PRP was prepared from E. coli, as previously described. The protein was diluted to five micromolar. Actually, I want to read the methods because I want to see how they were quantifying the um, the seeding, uh, which corresponds to 0 0.1 mg per mil. The seeding fibrils were added to reach 10%, 0 0.01 mg per mil, and 1%. To determine the specificity of the seeding effect, control seeds from several amyloidogenic protein, insulin, lysozyme, TTR, which I'm not familiar with, amyloid beta 142 were added to reach a seed concentration of 10%, 0.01 mg per ml. Fibrillation was monitor monitored by inc 
measuring increased THT fluorescence over time. Okay, so that's um, thioflavin. Um, you mix up your seeds and your um, peptide of interest. You put it in um, a device that can measure fluorescence over time, and you see see how that increases as the fireflavin binds and creates a fluorescent um, kind of opens the molecule so it reflects uh, fluorescent light um, more efficiently fibrillation was monitoring yeah, I did that the spike peptides were dissolved in hexafluoroisopropanol a solvent that affects the surface tension and therefore might disrupt the air water interface predicted to be important in the fibrillation of human PRP under native conditions hence HFIP was added to the unseeded reactions in corresponding concentrations okay um, I've never heard of hexafluoroisopropanol. But I'm not one of these wet bench chemists, so uh, I trust them that uh, it's an important step. Addition of 10% preformed fibrils of the seven spike peptides increased the speed of fibrillation for all but one. Figure 1A, oh, we probably need a split screen, right? Uh, is... Hello, chopper. Um, go down to the figure, fig 1A, B. Um, so, let's just read what the control reactions are. Control reactions with several well-studied amyloids were used to examine the general propensity of cross-seeding human prion protein. Control seeds were added to human prion protein to a final concentration of 0.01 mg per ml in correspondence with the highest concentration of spike peptide seeds, 0.01 mg per ml fibrilla. Human protein 90 to 231 was included as positive control, self-seed. Insulin fibrils decreased the lag time of human prion protein fibrillation, while fibrils of lysozyme TTR and alpha beta-142 did not. Spike mixed seed comprising a co-fibrillated 14%, one-seventh of each of the seven spike peptides was also included. The spike mix total concentration resulted in a small but significant decrease of human prion protein fibrillation lag time. Um, so... A, is there mixing in with, um, so you can, it's so small, right? You can't see that. I can barely see it. So, A is the, t this table here, right? All these different seeds. And B was, uh, 
with that HFIP, which seemed to neutralize the effect. Why? I don't know. I'm not a wet chemist. So maybe we'll find out. And C, um, is, I don't know what self seed was, but they did say, but other, other amyloidogenic type, um, peptides. And it's not as, it's not as reactive as the individual spike pep, uh, the peptide sequences there. <clears throat> Interestingly, um, lysozyme is in that. Now, I know lysozyme has been, you know, people will say, oh, this just gets degraded via lysozyme pathways. But, you know, my understanding has been that that environment can trigger the formation of amyloids and this is why it's a um it's it's a non-starter with respect to trying to say that you know in the case of vaccination that the body will deal with these um peptides via the lysosomal degradation pathway maybe but it may cause um lysosomal disorders as well because it causes um, the amyloidogenic cross-seeding effect impacts lysosomal peptides. Um, let's see. Kevin, is there a link between IgG4 titer and systemic amyloidosis? This pre-crazy 2017 paper suggests the links maybe correlate to moldy dose, long COVID, and fibrin clotting. Um, curious knuckle, I will take a look. Um, this IgG4 phenomenon has me very, very concerned. Um, if the premise is correct that we've witnessed a... Launch is the wrong word. Activation, firing of of this weapon right and again whoever made this weapon understands the very molecular tiniest detail right up to the um the social um complex interactions at, at, at the human human level and i'm um is, is that a link for the paper? It didn't... Uh... Oh, I missed a H. And the fact that we see this... Um, IgG4 response, and it it was... You know, in some cases, it was present after the second dose, but... You know, once you got the third booster, then the well, it seemed it seemed a sort of overwhelming um, change to the immune system's what should be viral response. And so, what's what's going to happen is is that your body 
if it's coming into exposure with these circulating variants, which are not disappearing now, as Gert van den Bosch predicted, and they're able to evade uh, antibody immunity, T-cell immunity, and are able to keep making um, peptides in the body reservoirs, you have to presume that these little amyloidogenic um, sequences are getting spit out into um, any body compartment in which they uh, are present. And the problem is that by gene transfecting it into the systemic circulation, you've bypassed the areas where the body, I said this earlier, before we knew about amyloidogenic sequences, our body knew about amyloidogenic sequences because it's had to co-evolve with these um, agents and um, the I would wager that those immune barriers are more resistant and when I say more resistant their their actions will be more advantageous for the host than the virus and that might be through um, apoptosis once it becomes infected etc engulfing um, via macrophages I don't know but um, this is a very very odd situation that we find ourselves in and we keep finding these um, very very awkward data points the excess death the disease burden opportunistic infections and I would put the premise that underneath all this lies this assault on protein chemistry um, thanks I just wonder is the virus itself with high titer infectivity can elicit same IgG4 response via GP120 immune suppression Jabs are just horrid to begin with. Yeah, look, like I said, there's just so many unknowns. All we can do right now is just watch, right? Be thankful if you haven't taken it. Be understanding to those that did and didn't know any better. And be ruthless. <laughs> you had enough? Oh, I never had enough. Uh, thank you, GD Bachi. Um, I, that was... Uh, I was going to lock me out again, but um, thank you, thank you for the donor. Let me just uh, see if anyone else has uh, sent a donor today. Um, oh, yes, uh, GB, thank you, thank you, thank you, and this uh curious chemical oh thank you very much sir you can have a uh what can you have uh so i don't beer all right um, pa, 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 pa. um this is an interesting paper thank you for this it, is that case study it looks like but um yeah it looks like systemic 
um, amyloidosis and yeah, IgG4 related. Um, unfortunate. All right. Um, so I think we've kind of done this, the seeding of human PRP. Oh, it's because I've gone up the paper, but um, let's see. Figure two is, so seeding of amyloid beta 142. And it's the same type of experiment, um, no seed, and then each one of those different spikes, and then the other um, potential amyloid-inducing seeds, and they don't seem very reactive. Um, the SARS-CoV-2 seems very, very um, potent in its ability to form the amyloid fibrils. So that's figure two. So, um, transmission electron microscopy. So, in this particular instance, they're going to be looking at um, the seed, the, the crystal structures that are made by these amyloids. Um, what do we have here? So, here is the intensity, the time it takes. So within an hour of exposure, it's gone sort of um, logarithmic and um, reached saturation by three hours. And here you can see each of the different crystalline formations of the amyloid um, aggregations i guess is a way way of thinking about it and you know the the way to visualize this is um basically sticky i don't know like getting gum in your hair right and the more you try and get it out the worse it can get right and so I mean, it's fascinating um, to see all this, um, I have to admit. And um, that's it. We've worked through the um, reactions and uh, we're at the discussion. So uh, I can do this, make it easier on my eyes. Okay. So the amyloid fibril formation reactions of recombinant proteins is used as an important research tool in the strive to understand many amyloid-associated diseases. The reaction where a protein is insulted by a small amount of preformed amyloid fibrils of the same protein sequence is known as homologous seeding or self-spreading. The concept of homologous seeding of recombinantly produced and purified proteins is well established and the literature is vast. And that's, that's what dominates the field. The, the prion-like effects is like versus like to cause the reaction. Whereas when we start thinking in more broad terms about yeah, amyloidogenic properties, we have this ability of, I don't know, um, well, prion coming into contact with a misfolded amyloid and that causing um, the prion to um, begin its cascade, etc. And um, the, I guess, 
this is something that the wet chemists will um, argue and fight about uh, for many more years to come. What's happening in the body? What's happening on the lab bench may be very, very different to the body, etc. All right, so do, 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 do. seeding assays using recombinant prion protein as substrate are used in clinical diagnostics of prion disease and is known as RT quick. If the added amyloid fibrils instead are composed of different fibril, this is called heterologous seeding or cross seeding. The heterologous seed may be a protein with a single point mutation differing from the substrate. The same protein but from a different species or a totally different protein but with bearing on the same disease. Cross-seeding is rarely as efficient as self-seeding. In many instances, addition of heterologous seeds does not significantly increase the fibril formation of amyloid beta peptide or the human prion protein. The concept of cross-seeding is currently being explored by many labs and for different disease-associated proteins and amino acid complementarity, as well as beneficial tertiary, three-dimensional arrangement of the amyloid backbone have been suggested as modulators of success in heterologous seeding. We here demonstrate that both Alzheimer's dementia-associated peptide and CJD-associated human prion protein are susceptible to cross-seeding from amyloids derived from the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. For human prion protein, spike 532 amyloid shortens the lag time of amyloid formation significantly more than the other six peptide amyloids, and notably spike 192 amyloid did not induce any significant decrease in lag time. The dramatic effect of spike 532 seeding was dose dependent. All spike peptide sequences are found in table one. Addition of 10% uh, spike 532 shortened the lag time by almost 80% from a median of 712 minutes to a median of 105 minutes. A tenfold dilution of spike seeds almost totally abolished the seeding activity of the spike peptide amyloids. However, spike 532 amyloid still maintains the capacity to significantly decrease the lag time, but the tenfold dilution decreased the lag time by only 10% from a median of 397 minutes to a median of 367 minutes. 0.01 mg per ml spike mix, corresponding to 0.0014 mg per ml of the respective peptide, decreased the lag time by 25% for 405 minutes. 307 minutes. Control reactions with several well-known and well-studied amyloids were used to examine the general propensity of cross-seeding human prion protein. The control seeds were added to human prion protein to a final concentration of 0.01 mg per ml in correspondence with the highest concentration of spike peptide amyloids. 0.001 mg per ml fibrilla human prion protein 90 to 231 was included as positive control. Spike mix comprising 14%, one seventh of each of the seven spike peptides, co aggregated. Also, at this very low separate peptide concentration, did show seeding activity. Insulin fibrils moderate, moderately decreased the lag time of human prion protein fibril fibrillation, while fibrils of lysozyme, TTR, and amyloid beta 41, 142, sorry, did not. We selected amyloid beta-142 peptide for our experiments as it is most interlinked with Alzheimer's disease pathophysiology. 
monitoring amyloid beta as a disease biomarker in cerebrospinal fluid, it is evident that amyloid beta 1 to 4240 ratio in CSF decreases with increasing severity of disease. Accumulation of generated amyloid beta 142 in amyloid plaques in the brain, a molecular sink effect preventing the peptide from leaking into the CSF is considered a feasible explanation for this biomarker observation. The same shift in ratio between AB142 and AB140 was found in COVID-19 patients with neurological manifestations in the early days of the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic. The authors provided no molecular explanation for the decreased amyloid beta 142-40 ratio in the COVID-19 cases. But accumulation of amyloid beta 142 transient or persistent is one of several possible explanations and more research is needed to understand this observation. In our experiments, we found, as was the case for cross-seeding of human prion protein, not all seven spike amyloid peptides impose the same acceleration of amyloid beta-142 fibrillation. We found that unlike the case for human prion protein, all our seven tested spike peptide amyloids substantially decreased the time of fibril formation, notably an already rapid unseeded reaction. As in the experiment with human prion protein, one spike peptide amyloid stood out as the most active seed. Intriguingly, this sequence was different for amyloid beta-142 compared to human prion protein. While spike 532 was most efficient in seeding of human prion protein, spike 601 was most efficient in seeding amyloid beta-142. The human prion protein is notorious for its sensitivity to self-seeding and is to date the only protein that has an undisputed capacity for inter-individual transmission. Now, this is where we get into um, some unknowns. Right? Um, handling a CJD brain is dangerous. Is it dangerous to be handling a brain from someone with Alzheimer's or Parkinson's? Now, the view is that perhaps we should be taking a little bit more care. The premise that there could be seeds in the tissue, in my mind, indicates that uh, a bit more um, rigor with respect to biosafety is probably called for. Um, both the human prion protein and amyloid beta peptide are omnipresent in the human brain but correlate to disease, sporadic CJD and AD respectively, only when in the misfolded state. However, science has to date failed to explain why some but not others fall victim to these diseases. The transmissible properties of PRP prions are well established, while interhost transmission of Alzheimer's pathology is still under debate. The evolutionary pressure for viral proteins to strive for complete, successful and quantitative protein folding is low, as we recently discussed in the re review. With similar reasoning, the lack of co-evolution between the human and viral proteomes have left humans less protected from cross-seeding from viral amyloids than from self-generated amyloids. There is currently no consensus regarding the etiology of the large number of sporadic cases of neurodegenerative diseases in general. Recently, uh, 
Jaun Mukhtan and colleagues highlighted the vast length of incubation time between insult and disease for vascular amyloid beta amyloidosis beautifully derived from amyloid uh, Alzheimer's disease donors. Herein, alleged victims of iatrogenic transmission of amyloid beta amyloid seeds presented with amyloid beta amyloidosis as long as 40 plus years after receiving a contaminated uromata graft or being subject to contaminated neurosurgical instruments. Putting this together with the rigorous exploration by Levine et al. regarding the lingering risk of neurodegenerative diseases decades after viral infection, advocates for an intensified research activity on the concept of virus amyloid as a potential triggering factor for protein misfolding and amyloid formation in neurodegeneration. Several recent reports of CJD manifesting temporarily close to SARS-CoV-2 infection or vaccination with SARS-CoV-2 spike protein derivatives also highlights the need to investigate possible links. Um, a very, very interesting paper. And again, as I said at the beginning, um, I, want to, I want virologists to show me that this is a common feature that you would get selective targeting of these critical um, disease-associated peptides in nature. And right now, we're looking at uh, a whole series of standout epitopes that just should be raising suspicion in the current circumstances. And, you know, this sort of points to the slide that Charles has with 37 amino acids where it's basically, I'm trying to remember the order, but, um, you know, there's sort of seven... Um, What, what what could be considered standout disease-causing processes. And so there's the prion domain, there's the ENAC uh, binding site, um, it's the other one, the HIV homology, and a, a, a couple of others. I should have that slide to hand. But um, these peptide sequences are distinct from that 37 amino acid sequence um, that Charles has identified. And so, again, has someone been able to compute this into the spike protein? And was it the um, was it only present in the early variants? And has it sort of if, you know, mutated out over time. And again, that draws suspicion onto why they were so insistent on making sure that people got transfected with the um, OG strain, even though the virus itself was changing over time. And um, I remember myself and Charles looking to see if the new round of vaccines still contains the Wuhan one spike and it seems that they're not bivalent so you know now they're maybe just trying to maintain the illusion i don't know, I don't know. there's a lot of science that 
and experimentation that needs done to answer these questions. We're having to infer a lot from studies as they literally emerge hot off the press. Uh. <laughs> oh, Thieves 89. I've got to, I've got to mute you just for the last one. Um, let's see. Go away forever. Um, yeah, so now we get to the next part of the stream, which is the uh, Pseudomonas uh, Aragonosis. Is that how you say it? Pseudomonas Aragonosis. Aragonosa, sorry. Um, and so I want. Uh, This manuscript, not manuscript, article. Because if what's being described in this article is real, it points to a lead-up of engineering where they've used recombinant technology in bacteria species and potentially... Potentially, it looks like, for making a countermeasure, and in particular, a uh, fusion peptide. So, keep that um, in mind. Um, over a year ago, and after I don't know how many infections and shots, my brother and sister-in-law, early 60s, developed catatonia. Yeah, that sucks. Um... All right, so breaking. So this is from January of this year. I, kn I knew, so why, why am I looking at this, right? So you go, um, you search for your file and you'll get all the um, submissions of people who have sequenced a patient sample or developed a construct and have submitted the sequence to um, NCBI and like I said in there is um, this link and it's right at the top hypothetical protein pseudomonas aeruginosa and as I said earlier you go to the you follow the link and it's been withdrawn records pressed <laughs> Aragonosa, Aragonosa. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Did you? Is that is that true, or did you just uh, make that one up? Who, who did that meme? Bertie Fox. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Where was I? The article, right? So again, just within the weapons space, eh, you know. Oi, oi, what's going on here then? Something ain't looking right. Give me a minute to uh, build up the motivation. Fuck, it's quarter past three already. Got a meeting at nine. Now there is more mystery regarding the history of SARS-CoV-2 before the pandemic in case of China. Previously, SARS-CoV-2 genomic sequences corresponding to both A and B lineages as well as USA WA1 was found within samples of Antarctic soil that were extracted and sent for sequencing in December 2019. 101 runs prior to the first sequencing of samples taken from viral pneumonia of unknown etiology patients from Hunan Seafood Market by the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It appeared that these samples were not only samples that were taken from China in 2019 that contained sequences derived from SARS-CoV-2 and were decidedly not linked to the wildlife trade in any way. And oh, how far we've come since January of this year. We've crushed the raccoon dog hypothesis. We've blown out the water, the Zunati arguments. They are nothing more than... <sighs> Lick spittles for a press, press narrative, media narrative for um, interested bystanders that just swallow the slop poured out by um, the the architecture of mind control that's been constructed around us. Um. So, uh, here you can see um, structural protein, surface glycoprotein, protein ID, etc. There's the spike protein. Can I see the furin cleavage site anywhere? Can I spot it? No. Oh, I presume it's in there. Yeah, it's a game. Around here somewhere. Never mind. Anyway, um, there's the spike protein, and um, here, as I showed you, there's this uh, hypothetical protein, Pseudomonas aeruginosa. And why? Why, why, why? So this article delves in a little bit. Again, I'm very, very far from being an expert in these um, techniques, these promoters and um, constructs, plasmid constructs, etc. But um, it's intriguing that a, and think about it this way, a bacterial genome has essentially chromosomes. And so it's, genetic structure is orders of magnitude 
larger than a virus. So it's easy to put viral um, peptides in and have a virus, um, sorry, have the bacteria express it in forms that are useful in the biotechnology domain, or the biowarfare domain. Uh, let's see. Quiet Coney says John Kerry traveled to Antarctica after Trump won, but before Trump took office, I could never find out what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, man. Again, look, us unto mensch, right? Because that's that's what we are. We're just uh, we're just clinging on to the rocks as the as the waves come crashing in. I don't think we can know all these um, details. We're not going to know what the predator class does all the time. And you know, my my advice at this moment is understand that they've gone to war. Don't become a victim of a Zog war. Um, you know the the poor young men getting blown to pieces in Ukraine right now are victims again of a, a Zog war, if you want my opinion. And, you know, both feel that you know, they're, they're fighting for their um, blood, their existential existence, etc. Um, it's just that Ukraine, Ukraine went and played footsie with the WOG provocateurs, thinking that they were going to come out on top. And um, going by the news report of them pulling in the mentally disabled, um, <laughs> things ain't going too well. Um, sleep doc. Yeah, I want to get this done because uh, um, Toffee listens because there's so much work coming out that's honing in and refining our understanding of this um, attack vector at this very, very fundamental level. And it's important to understand it, in my view. Maybe um, you have different. There's a, there's a whole view out there that you can just ignore this stuff, right? Go listen to Gigaspiral or the Tosspots at, um, what are they called? Gotten. Um, got them in. I did have them in my telegram. I think they booted me. Dude from South Africa. Anyway, um, all those. All those people, all those individuals, doctors for COVID ethics, etc. All those people who are fixated on things like uh, medical freedom, etc. Although it's an important battle, and not really getting down into the where the problem is, okay. And essentially, you know, we're there at the oh, we want the choice to pour whatever oil additive into our car engine to try to stop the problem and you know that can work but you know if you've got shaky bearings you want to take the engine apart and pull 
pull the bearings off and put new ones on right and we're we're trying to get down to that level and understand um these processes and finding finding these markers in there these specificities right um again it could just be chance but the bioinformatics people who work with viruses etc have to show that this is a common feature among viral pathogens that have um, amyloidogenic properties. Start with the human coronaviruses and then RNA viruses in general. Um, show, demonstrate that the race specificity we see is a common feature of um, viruses, etc. And um, then we can just say, oh, it's just one of those, it's just a fluke of nature that we're seeing um, these patterns emerge at this fundamental molecular level. Um, right now, I'm not prepared to ignore it when it's very, very obvious that there are entities out there that wish harm not only on me, but on you and your loved ones. And they've shown that there's, they've, there's no rules that they're playing by. Whatever it takes for them to push their goals forward, they'll do it. Panda, that's who I was thinking of. Um, they're a bunch of... Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that supposed to be? What kuma is that? Uh. Oh man, my government would never do that. <laughs> oh, touche, bro. Um. Man, the Kuma memes get me every day. <laughs> What a, what a stereotype, what an archetype, man. <laughs> oh, I don't want to close it, keep that in the browser. I need to, uh, I need to get that on a hotkey. Uh, let's see, Hibernian Blanco Walk says, ain't no pandas with big D energy. No, they're not. Um, they are kumas. All right, so let's get back to that article. Very recently, Twi Twitter user Martina Sisters have discovered that SARS-CoV-2 spike protein is present within bacterial whole genome sequencing. I'm wondering if I'm actually following her at the moment because I've burned through so many accounts. Um... Good, 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 good. All right. Um, 
discovered that the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein is present within bacterial whole genome sequencing assembly data deposited under PRJNA839565 that supposedly contains sequences taken from isolated samples of Pseudomonas aeruginosa that were taken from patients in 2019. More specifically, the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein have been found with the following four WGS shotgun contact sequences, each corresponding to a cultured isolate derived from a Pseudomonas aeruginosa patient sample. Um, anyway, the list is, there's one from Henan Sputum 2019, another from Henan Urine 2019, the other is from... Balf is bronchial alveolar lavage fluid, uh, all from Henan. The last one is in urine. All four spike protein sequences were identical and were found to be located within a eukaryotic expression vector carrying the following sequences, meaning that it's synthetic in nature. Someone made it. Someone made it. The elements that form the spike protein are in an artificial construct, in a plasmid, in a bacteria that suddenly emerged in Wuhan. Plasmid consisted of an SV40 origin of replication. Hmm. Imagine my shock. Commonly used to maintain plasmids with eukaryotic cell lines for expression of the papillomavirus SV40 large T antigen. Uh, Neo can sequence under control of the SV40 promoter, a dual bacterial eukaryotic selectable marker that selects for transformed cells through the use of genotycin G418, a standard cetoma, cetoma, no, CMV, cetoma, cytomo megalovirus is getting late. Uh, promoter and BGH and poly A terminator for the expression of the spike protein sequence within mammalian cells. Um, background A codon optimized sequence for SARS CoV 2 spike protein was found in a sample taken from a patient in 2019. The sequence appears to be from a plasmid within a bacterium, Pseudomonas arguinosa, that was present and thus sequenced in the urine sample. The sequence was automatically annotated when the data was uploaded to public servers in the United States. Codon optimization aside, this sequence is notable for a modified extended signal peptide region, an extended cytoplasmic tail domain appended to the pre-existing tail, missing arginine amino acids in the S1-S2 region resulting in a modified S1-S2 sequence, ablating both the furin cleavage sequence and the typical R cleavage site the s1 s2 sequence i'm not reading it all out um and i would presume removes the nuclear cell uh, nuclear localization signal comparison of this sequence with other known sequences for the sars-cov-2 e2 surface glycoprotein table below is a comparison of the nucleotide sequence for the spike protein found in the plasmid compared to two codon-optimized RNA injections in common use today. The following modifications were made to the nucleotide sequence to allow an accurate comparison. 1. All sequences start at the 12th amino acid, as the spike protein in the clinical sample has a modified signal peptide. 
All sequences have the arginine amino acids in the S1, S2 region removed, resulting in an S1, S2 site of read it yourself. This is the novel S1, S2 region found in the clinical sample and the removal of the arginines removes any bias that including these would have. All sequences have double proline lock region altered. The APPA sequence have been removed in all sequences. These changes, the removal of five, five amino acids ensures that the remaining 1,257 of the spike protein can be compared without any bias or error. Um, here, that's just a link of um, comparison. So, accession full name, Wuhan Hu 1, NC045512, um, Pseudomonas Arguinosa strain, NY5540, via State Key Laboratory of Pathogen and Biosecurity, Beijing Institute of Microbiology and Epidemiology. Uh, Pfizer-BioNTech, and I don't know what that is, uh, 12th century, I guess, Moderna. Um, and, you know, there's a whole list of um, differences between codons, etc. Um, in addition to these changes, the furin cleavage site within the spike protein has been found to be removed, with all the free arginines missing from the protein sequence, leaving behind the PAS. The PP sequence, which is found in both Moderna and Pfizer, which were used to stabilize the prefusion state within these spike sequences, where the native KV amino acids were retained. Additionally, the signal peptide sequence for the spike protein have been replaced, and the C-terminal protein sequence... I ain't reading all that out, have been directly appended to the extreme C-terminus of the spike protein. The spike protein gene have also been subjected to recoding. However, the exact recoding scheme is distinct from either mRNA-1273 or BNT-162B2. Now, why would they be talking about the vaccines here? I guess what they're trying to say is that what we're looking at is different to well, at least the final form of the vaccines. So I, I guess it's removing them from the picture and basically putting distance between those gene transfection products versus what's been found in this um, bacterial plasmid. A blast analysis of this protein sequence returned no close matches other than to Pseudomonas-hosted spike protein itself. However, a simple sequence analysis indicate that the protein sequence contained three copies of a heptad repeat and two copies of a heptad repeat, which indicate a likely confirmation of a trimeric coiled coil. This comes at a surprise as the transmembrane and C-terminal domain of coronavirus spike proteins are c Parmitoylated, I guess you have, is that how you say that, which forms a stable membrane anchor and which neither were found to be deleted within this particular spike protein construct. As such, this additional C-terminal domain protein would most likely function to group together multiple copies of the spike trimer in a cluster on the cell surface, which could improve the surface expression of the spike on the cell surface and the binding avidity of the spike protein to molecules such as antibodies or peptides. 
The presence of an intact C-terminus and an extended transmembrane anchor argue against the use of this construct for pseudotyping, as these constructs delete the C-terminal 19 amino acid of the spike protein sequence as opposing to adding anything onto the C-terminus of the spike. This would also likely interfere with the use of such spike protein for the purpose of creating a virus-like particle vaccine. As a free C-terminus of the spike, it is important for the interaction between the spike, envelope and membrane proteins required to form virus-like particles that are useful as vaccine antigens. The EM or N protein sequences which would be required for this application were not present within the PR, whatever, pseudomonas sample. The, the creation of recombinant protein subunit vaccines are unlikely for this construct as vaccine antigens intended for this use are expressed as soluble proteins as opposed to being anchored to a membrane, whereas the presence of SV40ORI and a neocan gene intended for eukaryotic expression argues against the use of such a vector as a DNA vaccine as these elements persistence of expression and mammalian expression of a common biotechnology and environmental associated antigen are undesired traits for DNA vaccines and are not intended for clinical use on patients. While the display of large number of proteins on the surface of cells, a technique called mammalian cell surface display could have been used for the purpose of screening for antibodies or other binding proteins to specific antigen. Such applications usually entail surface displayed antibodies and fluorescent tagged antigens that are introduced in solution before fluorescence activated cell sorting is used to select for cells that generated the most binding signal the most binding signal from the library of transformed cells. Now, here they talk about um, the pan-coronavirus fusion inhibitors that um, Shibo Jang is um, one name that sticks out to me. And I want to say this might have even been Wuhan Institute of Virology. Um, this is a Rixie question. Um, buy the dock coffee. Yeah, please. <laughs> it's hard work doing this. However, the establishment of cell surface multimeric display of spike proteins that were resistant to furin cleavage, but not to cathepsins B, L, or trypsine, and competent for inducing fusion under specific conditions, such as treatment with trypsin, cathepsin B, cathepsin L, does have a utility in the development of peptides that are intended for the inhibition of coronavirus spike-induced membrane fusion, such as the infamous EK1 peptide and its variant EK1C4. During such development process, the spike protein are first expressed on the surface of cells before the peptide is added and target cells are introduced. Alternatively, a library of peptide variations could have been transformed into the target cells with a C-terminal GPI anchor to display it on the surface of the cells. Cell-to-cell -cell fusion is, exact, is activated sorry, through treatment with a specific protease such as cathepsin L or trypsin, and after a set amount of time, the protease is either quenched by an inhibitor or removed. A split GFP assay is then used to monitor the presence of cell-to-cell -cell fusion, and depending on whether the peptide... Sorry, I lost place. Uh, 
is added externally or displayed on the target cells. Cells that were not within the syncytia were selected using fluorescence-activated cell sorting, and the peptide sequence from such cells was selected. Subject to further rounds of library construction and screening until a peptide with desired capacity of inhibition of coronavirus S induced cell to cell fusion is generated. Ooh. This could explain two oddities observed within the EK1 sequence. The amino acid site 4Q14Y and 32D, which were not among the contact residues between EK1 or HR1 to the HR2 of either MERS229E or SARS, despite the claim that design changes made to EK1 was on the basis of the structure of MERS-CoV-S6HB. When tested with different linker length and lipid anchor cholesterol, the most potent variant of EK1 that inhibited the S-mediated cell-to-cell fusion of all CoV-S proteins also happens to inhibit cell-to-cell fusion activity of the SARS-CoV-2-S to the greatest extent. Given the niche application of the observed vector format and the fact that this is a plasmid carrying two antimicrobial resistance genes and of which replicates within enterobacteria, Enterobacter, which includes Escheria and Pseudomonas, and is compatible with the long-term storage within cultured bacteria, it is extremely likely that this particular plasmid may have actually been within the original bacterial isolate sample, and most likely the original application for such a plasmid would be the development of the EK1 peptide that happened to inhibit the S-mediated cell-to-cell fusion the best when anchored to the cell membrane condition that is most likely originally used during such a process, a method used for the high throughput screening of such peptides from a combinatorial library. And I'm not sure what they're showing here. As the cells found within the contaminated Antarctic soil samples also show evidence of cell-to-cell fusion and mitochondrial DNA chimerism, a connection between these plasmid-borne fusion-competent spike protein sequences and the unique cell type found within these samples also cannot be ruled out. And that's it. Um, I don't know how I can emphasize the importance of these data points, the data from Nystrom, and the link up with uh, this what would appear to be an engineering effort that would have been well, well underway prior to the emergence of SARS. Um, does it point to the Chinese? Uh, it's not looking good for them. Um, but someone, someone I would wager, until someone shows me differently, that coronaviruses have selectivity for human prion protein, amyloid beta, and alpha synuclein. Mm, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm raising my alert level. Put it that way. And it may be that the job is done. 
they fired fired the weapon and waiting for the results to permeate through the system and that's what we're seeing right now um does it is it gonna persist for decades i don't know i really don't um but best to be uh, aware of every well you know the fundamental wiring and connections of this weapon uh let's see sleep dog yeah i'm gonna go and sleep right now um did that gigapoo spiral and a poo too yeah um have i arrived at an awkward moment um i don't know i've got i've got kumas all over my uh monitor i don't know why rumble is stuck on the uh just seems to be leaping on the kuma but i've activated that gif oh, i can scroll past it now <laughs> this paper is pretty brutal yeah yeah i don't know what to tell you man look i don't know how many times i have to sit here and just say they fucking took a swing at you right and some of you it took lumps out of what are you going to do? Now, again, you don't want to be sort of charging out the front door, I don't know, punching at air or firing mags into the air and hitting nothing. There's a fingerprint here that you can track and follow. And again, I suppose I could ask and just, you know, that the informatics... people who have the talent to sort of sit there and code for this type of stuff i don't have the patience for it okay i can interpret the results but someone needs to do the broad scanning of these agents find out if there is this um pattern of activity if it's common to coronaviruses it may be just it may just be the uh, in its nature but yeah i'm i'm struggling to bite down on that particular one i want to see experimental proof sorry um i'm a stickler in that respect with uh, data you don't get to just brush something like this off i'm sorry um crystal sharon says i'm missing a few lumps more lately with alpha galactosidase diagnosis added on top um i don't know what to tell you um it sounds terrible i know you got pummeled by long covid and to not be able to eat meat which would be key to in my mind to getting recovery um anyone know a bacteriologist no not really um you know there's a few few people that i could ask that can just look for similarity across um 
spike proteins and we could we could run them through at least run the prediction algorithms um what nystrom has done is nice by physically taking the amino acid sequences of concern and comparing them with respect to seeding potential real real life experimentation rather than um trying to work everything out in silico um you would have to um you would want to be able to do that um i mean it might it might be worth trying to reach out to the hammerstrom and nystrom and just see what they think um maybe i'll try and do that uh let's see when's the kuma going to get a stripe on the pride flag <laughs> oh well we know what color it would be. <laughs> K26R susceptibility could be generic. I mean, they get fucking everywhere. Maybe, but again, um, someone needs to be asking these questions, man, and asking them in a forthright manner such that people aren't getting gaslit and we get right down to the uh, the... answering the the hypothesis and there's there's too many slack-jawed jelly-spined motherfuckers trying to get in the way and gaslight and do everything to point people away from this important data we have race specificity we have Prion disease specificity in the spike protein. That's mind-blowing to me. It really is. And again, maybe, maybe it's just that it's all coronaviruses have it. But I'm doubtful of that tell the truth um let's see i was told that pandas are just wimpy polar bears that are shit house in a scrap <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they're so slow and docile it's hard to, and like they don't breed either right it's hard to imagine how they carved out that particular niche um, but I think they're real. That's how I uh, met uh, Mrs. Doc. We went to see the the pandas at the zoo, Tokyo Zoo. Um, let's see. Pandas basically are the annoying vegans of the bear world. Well, there's those asshole koala bears, right? Um. See, did the patient who provided the sample with bacteria rona 
have i.e. ass bumper sticker on his car. <laughs> and a pride flag. <laughs> well, they were from urine samples, so maybe it was uh, piss pig. Oh man, I wish I could find that episode. The piss pig and corn fed pig fucker. That was a funny one. Let's see Buy the dog coffee, yes Come on, did anyone uh, did anyone else send a dono or uh see No Use for Ken Dojo. Use your usury cards. Make Zog pay for the resistance. Oh, it's all the same. You know what you all are? K26Rs. Um, koalas aren't bears. Uh, yeah, right. They're marsupials. So um, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Uh, maybe um, don't pandas have a little pouch? A baby panda. Are, are pandas marsupials? I don't know. Um, bears are obviously not my uh, strong point. Um, but experimental proof has never been isolated. Yeah, the fact that you still see that permeating through discussion groups and... You know what? They're like flies on shit around Cooey every time he posts on uh, <laughs> on Twitter now. Um, I guess you lie down with fleas, etc. Doc, did you see that Langer's 32-year-old daughter was just appointed to BioNTech's board of directors? Who's Langer? And... Revolving door nepotism is a massive problem that we have right now because they're essentially the war profiteers of the 21st century. Root them out. We know who they are. And density says good evening. Um, good evening. Um, koalas are fucking horrible little bastards which is kind of understandable given what they eat um, yeah I've heard they're not very nice animals um, but it is what it is centipede with uh, Slava Zog and uh, Akuma <laughs> you don't get any Kumas today you've all been too tight alright that's 4am I've got to be up in 5 hours so um Try getting within a couple of feet of eucalyptus tree in 35 degrees C heat. You get chemical burns. Is that true? Hmm. I'm doubting some of the um, the facts, the factoids that are being spewed into my chat right now. Langer involved in creation of pandemic management of response. Um, he was admin and pointy. Yeah, look, um, my job, I am one of those people that tracks all the... Uh, names and individuals hopping between um, these executive positions. There are people who are very good at it. It's a shame that um, we've lost Husatonic um, to um, 
giga spiral biology but um oh oh that langer the co-founder of moderna yes i know who you mean yeah yeah all right um i'm out of here i think that was quite a useful stream and then we'll get to um we'll we'll do this one the non-human primate study um and then then my goal is to get to endogenous uh, reactivated endogenous retroviruses and prion spreading. All right. Uh, take care. God bless. Thank you to those that are not K26Rs today. Uh, the rest of you hang your heads in shame. I'll see you in the next one. Take care. God bless. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these gaffers. I will fucking kill each fucking gaffer. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Fuck these gaffers. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking fees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage! Fuck these motherfuckers! All that five. Fuck this guy! 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 Fuck this guy